0: Hola amigos and welcome back to another episode of La Vida Verde podcast. I'm your host Matthew Human. We are here at Think of Vida Verde and today my guest is another one of my great friends and neighbors, um, Karina Wildgoods and uh, Karina is a wild woman. She was uh, born in Poland. She immigrated to Canada. She's now living in La Covia, down just down the road with plans to build an Alegria village right across the street. Um, She's a female entrepreneur, a conscious mother, and the creator of the new children's book, Wild Chakra Kids, and it's going to be a wonderful conversation. Always a pleasure to talk to Karina, so stay tuned, and we hope you enjoy. Okay, Karina Wild Goods, welcome to La Vida Verde podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: First, I want to know, Wild Goods is not your given last name. So why Wild Goods? What is the significance of Wild Goods?
1: Sure, I started playing around with it probably about 12 years ago and and it caught my eye. So I built a whole Instagram kind of following out of it. But really the intention behind it was to kind of get back to nature and get back to the goods of the wild within ourselves and inspired by nature because we've got a whole terrain in here that we can explore okay a lot of people are on our planet i have found are still like really stuck in the mental plane and don't embody some of that energy and kind of come in and get a little bit more present get the bare feet on the ground and (laughs) that's (laughs) kind of my mission for myself and
0: the wild goods okay i've known you i yes i've known you as karina for so up so long but yes your last name is new to me so instagram karina wild goods Um, So is it okay we can talk about your past and your history? You were born?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But first I just want to say thank you for having me on the show and uh, how inspired I am with what you're doing here at Finca Verde because you've been my neighbor and friend for like (laughs) three years. And actually some of the coolest connections I've made is at your gatherings here when we have the fire and all of our friends are here and people are playing and singing. And I end up having much deeper connections with our community because of that. So I just want to acknowledge that and mention it.
0: Thank you my friend. Yeah, I love friend. it, buddy. You're one of my favorite too. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. it means so much to me. Yeah,
1: it's
0: cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um So, yes, and that's one of my, yeah, and, and I remember also like when you first during COVID you came here, we were like uh, you know, you were one of our COVID buddies. You kind of like in the second wave, not the original like COVID bubble, but like in yeah. the second when we we're all like well, we're going to open up a little bit. About a
1: year into COVID. Yeah, you were one
0: of the people that was coming getting over. Getting
1: teletransported. <laughs> here.
0: You were one of the people that was like around. We'd come over. We were shooting pistol guns and pellet guns at
1: cans. And My kind of thing.
0: <laughs> getting ready to like take on the world in case we had to.
1: Yeah, putting the phones away and kind of just getting back to nature, which was why I loved being here because we weren't tuned into the craziness of what was happening. We can talk about that a little bit later but it just felt very you know rustic and and holy and yeah and and i like that and real
0: yeah i know that your spirit is so rooted in that and and it's i love that about you too because you kind of walk these two worlds like you are a female entrepreneur. You're a businesswoman. You have an office in in town, but then you're also like come up to walk, hike up to Taco Town. Let's get that fire started. Yeah. I don't know what it is about my life
1: journey, but I definitely dabble in the extremes of life, like both light and dark, and have gone to the depths of both and be able to like pull myself out of there. Maybe it's a bit of shape shifting, uh, but I love it. It gives me variety and presence in life mm-hmm. and. And makes for good conversation too with people to really get that depth and to really yeah, see people and feel heard.
0: What's your What's your Do you mind me asking your astrological sign?
1: Sure, I'm a Libra. A Libra, and I've got five planets actually for the astrology people in <laughs> Libra in the twelfth house, oh, which is oh my. Kaipacha, Our friend or neighbor told me it's all about pulling up the dark shadow oh. and bringing it to the light to world. Uh, which is really interesting. And it's also in the sign of Libras, which is sign of justice and Mm -hmm. harmony and bringing uh, things to light, which has definitely been my path on this planet. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been easy. Sometimes I'm that one person in the the room that will hold that accountability, but doesn't mean you're always likable for doing that. So it's taken tremendous strength to do that. Mm -hmm. And it can sometimes feel like a lonely place to always being the the ball buster and checker. So Well, I appreciate that about you, though.
0: That's maybe one of those things we have in common is we're both a little bit outspoken and like not really Neither. I know that about you that you're not afraid to say when you're feeling something or when you're seeing something or thinking something. Yeah. I honestly, there's a lot of, I think that's generally seen in our culture as a masculine quality, but it actually needs to be more. Feminine, like more women need to learn to use their voice and speak up. So I honor that in you as being yeah, a thank you strong woman standing up for yourself. And
1: yeah, I just can't stay quiet. I don't know what it is. I have. A... <laughs> I mean, one of my biggest things is stillness. I love to be quiet. It's not, I don't talk It's not what I'm saying. But when I see no. an injustice or something happening, I am. It's like buzzing in me. I just. I can't sleep. I have to call it out and. I don't know why I have that kind of spiritual warrior energy about me, probably a little bit to do with where I come from in my past, which probably a question. Let's ask talk it, about your past.
0: <laughs> okay, so you were born in Poland, right?
1: That's right. I was born in nineteen eighty one in Wrocław, Poland, and it was the height of the Union Revolution for people who know what was happening in Eastern Europe. It was under Soviet rule, so it was communist state and my family and me... Poland I,
0: was, a, was a was a Soviet state.
1: Yeah, the Soviets were there. I don't
0: there. think I really knew that. Yeah,
1: it was the communist regime. I mean, the Berlin Wall fell in 1987. Right. Sorry, 1989. So by 1987, we had already escaped. But that was only 500 miles away from my upbringing, my childhood. So for the first seven crucial years of my childhood, that kind of imprint of suppression and oppression got dumped on me and and it and it was thick and it was heavy and it was a lot of darkness and a lot of shadows. so um, so yeah
0: what was your experience a little bit mean, I'm curious like what what did that suppression oppression like look like that's what you that's how you perceive it so i'm curious like what was can you give us some like examples of like what that was like or yeah that's a really good question
1: so there's a lot of abuse and violence on the streets the tanks were on the streets the soviets were walking patrolling with guns um like our neighbor for instance got shot and murdered for being out past curfew (laughs) stories and i mean this is we're talking lineage post-generational post-war trauma stuff right because this is like the first two world wars happened many people know what went on over there right but it's systemic and a lot of that trauma gets passed down in our families so can you imagine people and i know this is really heavy to say but like my lineage has been raped a lot you know mentally physically spiritually and that passes down and if you don't have the tools to kind of process and integrate some of that heaviness unfortunately your grandparents dump it on your parents your parents dump it on you and so on it goes and it's not just poland i mean if we look around in every culture on the planet it's like that, and I think this is the big inspiration for me to to go into this kind of self-accountability work, to be responsible for my energy field because it did impact me, and it took me like 20 years of turning around, getting lost in all sorts of substances and people and trying to find myself because I was lost and anxious because all this kind of stuff got dumped on me. So not only did it get dumped on me, but I was also experiencing it on a societal cultural level when we were there because people were trying to get ahead and they just couldn't. Because, you know, the the mm-hmm. communist state would take a lot of your wages, they would keep you subdued. People had money to spend, but they devalued the money there. So you go to the store, there'd be just bread and milk on the shelves and one mm-hmm. kilo of meat for your family. So can you imagine what that does to like a man who who needs to provide for his family? I mean, it breaks your spirit, right? And that's what it's meant to do. So, God. So anyway... So to bring some lightness to to these conversations, <laughs> is uh, my family's very resilient. you know my, we've been through a lot, and um, I'm grateful to my parents because even though all this trauma was happening, like we've really overcome a lot and integrated some of those shadows together. They're still married, they're still alive. We have a phenomenal relationship. We really kind of help each other. And this is the part that inspires me about the adversity in life of the human mm-hmm. spirit. You can be faced with some of the darkest stuff and still overcome it somehow and focus on the light. So actually, my dad was a black belt judo uh, star in Poland for, for the Soviet Union. Oh, game. really? Yeah, he was going to the Olympics. It's kind of a Bruce Lee story. And one of his trainers snapped his back because he put too many weights on.
0: Your dad's back.
1: Yeah, but before he was 23, he saw 33 countries. He traveled all over the world. And he saw life outside of those walls. So that was his drive and inspiration because, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere people were drinking, away all the pain. And he just, from his judo training, was like, no, I don't want this life. So he took our family and kind of escaped. But you couldn't tell anybody that you were leaving. Couldn't sell stuff, nothing. Or you'd just go to jail for life. Back It then. was
0: illegal to leave?
1: You could go on like a holiday they would give you like a pass if you were somebody and because of his judo right. he got a leave for a week but you couldn't sell anything there's only a small percent of money that you can bring and they never turned back like they told our family my grandparents the night before that they were leaving there were tears can you imagine like the shock and the separation we're and abandonment? we're, we're leaving. leaving we're out of here we're going to canada they got a good family plan
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think they understood your grandparents? Or do you think they I were think, like, they didn't really understand? So I much? mean,
1: I think they understood, but yeah. it was still hard. Yeah, I hard, mean, it's yeah. trauma. It's abandonment, right?
0: And more trauma. But the nation
1: already <laughs> abandoned everybody. So it was a self-reflection of what was going on inside. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many of these stories on the planet. I mean, look at what's going on in Israel right now. In almost every area of our planet, it's, it's still very prevalent. I mean, we live in paradise here. I mean, like what comes to took, mind
0: is Ukraine and Russia. I mean, right oh now. Oh my gosh, like, so much happening. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it took me a lot of work to get here. It didn't just happen overnight. It was on my vision board. I took a lot of, you know, stuff to get here.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> it was all okay. So so yeah, and I, it's funny because I saw your dad. Walk. I was uh, walking down the street like a, a few months ago and yeah. I saw this man hiking up and he was like running up the road and he was all yeah, handsome yeah, and young. Fit. And I was like, hey, he starts talking to me. Yeah. And I was like, hey, who are you? And he's like, oh, yes, my daughter Karina. And I was like, oh, you're Karina's dad? He yeah, looks like, he looks he could like be he's in boyfriend. his 40s. That's
1: kind of weird. But, well, no, no, no. Um, I mean,
0: like, but he's just, he's young. Yeah, he's yeah. really youthful. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: I think it's the strength of mind again, right? Because yeah. you either go. Spiral downwards when stuff like that happens to you, or you right. really get that resilience and want to make something different.
0: Well, in the judo side of it too. I mean, yeah. that's what you know. Martial arts is all about mental training and mental, you know, strength. So as yeah. much as it is physical strength, it is. So, 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 you yeah. guys got uh, your family moved to Canada when? Nineteen
1: eighty-seven. We landed. And it was, like, right into Scarborough, more trauma, which is, like, the where all the immigrants got dumped. So Where is that? That's just outside of Toronto. Okay. And then my dad worked really hard with my mom to get us out. So within a year, we were living in northern Ontario on the lake. Had a great childhood, but, you mm-hmm. know, still some things because, obviously, what we left followed. The residual of mm-hmm. uh, some of that emotional and mental hardness followed us, so we had to resolve that as a family. Um
0: and how many of you have sisters, brothers?
1: I have two younger sisters and an older brother. Mm-hmm. I'm I have a 16 year old now, and my kid, my siblings are just starting to have kids, so I've been in it for a long time. Uh, but I yeah. It's so you been, have
0: that you're kind of like the you're mo, like you you have a 16 year old, they have young children, so you're right. like kind of like the you had to old, grow up a little bit faster, maybe.
1: Yeah, I did, and and it was tough because even at 25, 26, I had her in Toronto. And women back then weren't having kids till their 40s. So I really felt like a teenager in this culture. But I was like considered old for Poland to be having kids at 25. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, my grandma had like four by 19. <laughs> so I was feeling that pressure. Well, do you
0: know, when will really you have a ni- I was, I'm speaking yeah. like Hebrew now or, or like a yeah. Yiddish. <laughs> like, when are you going like to have that, a night? Nice, like, it was like that, like. but I grew up
1: in chaos. So it was kind of terrifying <laughs> to have one too because I knew I had to face everything which is what happened. And this is why I became a conscious parent because all these patterns and trauma was coming up as I was parenting my kid and there was nowhere to run. Like you're just on display 24 seven. And unless you really mm. learn to integrate that emotional trauma that you were raised with, you're going to dump it on your kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I traveled the whole world. I was lucky to have an amazing Before career. Before you had your daughter. Yeah, I did.
0: What was your career?
1: Um, I studied psychology and philosophy in university, but I ended up leaving a few credits shy because I got into, which is something that, you know, I'm not proud of, but transparent about because it was the beginning of my career mm-hmm. in sales and development. It was the oil and gas industry, if you mm-hmm. can believe that, which is so far You did sales away. sales
0: and development yeah. in the oil and gas industry. I almost
1: <laughs> sold my soul to the devil you know <laughs> the, the money got dangled in front of me I remember the day very clearly where I walked away from that career because it was eating my soul alive and I just couldn't do it mm-hmm. anymore I wanted something different for me and my daughter and and um
0: what was it about I'm just curious like what was it about that career I mean yes like those of us in the know like know that like oil and gas is not a regenerative you know exactly. industry but like was that what it was or was there something else like that was well it was, all away of it. From
1: it? it was all of it it you was all of it you were becoming that whole, aware of all those things? yeah i was becoming aware of the environmental impact but something was in an alignment in my own being because it, it wasn't a true reflection of my values at my deepest soul level it wasn't my mission and my dharma mm-hmm. so i uh and also city life to be honest i was in toronto for a decade i did the whole stilettos the you know, the, the party club, <laughs> yeah, I you do it for like maybe a decade, but if you're really <laughs> listening to yourself inside, eventually you start to feel dead, it's, and you're like, this it's, is it's, not it's, it's, how it's, it's, I want it's, it's, to be living, and luckily, my parents took me camping for two months out of the year, every summer, my mom would take us, my dad would drive up on the Fridays with the family, and I started getting memories of this kind of barefoot, wildling childhood that I had, so I was like, okay, that's it, I'm done, I don't know what it is, I packed up my daughter and me, and we drove across Canada to a little island called Salt Spring Island. Uh huh. And it's like on Off a little the little cr-
0: western coast. Yeah, it's very uh-huh. close to
1: Orcas Island near mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah, close to your U.S. Um, yeah, I know um,
0: Orcas really well, so it's similar. I, and I've, dri- yeah. I've I've been on a boat. We took the ferry one time from Vancouver, or um, from C- north of where's the where's the port? Um, whatever the Port Angeles
1: or whatever up to. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Vancouver yeah, I've been there, of Island, course. yeah. And there's you know orcas and and mm-hmm. eagles and everybody there was incredible like a lot of thrivers and land survivors. So I signed uh, her up. And by the way, she I really tried to raise her alternatively through private. Ellie.
0: talking about Ellie. Yeah,
1: through private education. So she's um, a Waldorf kid, Rudolph Steiner, and I never really put her into the system. Although I used it once. I think grade one. She was there for a few months. She learned the mathematics, the English, the spelling, uh-huh. and then and then we were at a, Wal-
0: she and then you put her into Waldorf into Waldorf
1: for the remainder of her education but what inspired me about moving across Canada was because I put her on this waiting list for this wilderness program called uh-huh. Wolf Kids Wolf Kids So she was there for 4 years <laughs> and there was like no academics it wasn't like the traditional school system at all they were just outdoors 24/7 you know that that was their education we had uh drumming and You know, foraging for food and rites of passage circles. They would prep their own fires. They would sit with elders who would pass down stories. They learned how to do uh, bow drill, Mm -hmm. how to start a fire without matches. So it was like a full on uh, wilderness wilderness training, training submersion. Awesome. Oh, it was one of the most incredible experiences
0: Congo bees there.
1: Of our life. So this is going on my seventh year now in community. It's not something new to me, like moving down here in Ecovia. In community life mm-hmm. it takes a lot of transparency to live in community and uh, a lot of bravery right because yeah. it's like we're all seeking connection and yearning for it uh, we don't really get that in cities as much but when you get out here it's all of a sudden like the there's nowhere to hide and run you have to do your inner work or it spits you out did you
0: have a bit of a community in salt spring yeah yeah like of a course. underground kind of conscious cool community they're, They're just really coming just on me because it's all, all my pheromones it's, are getting activated. It's all activated. your pheromones I <laughs> coming after you. It's the Congo bees. But I
1: like how hot it is in Costa Rica because it helps with the heavy metal detox, right?
0: Totally. It's sweating. It's just you're just in like I, I, constant I, that's sauna. That's a nice way to, uh, b- of uh, – yeah, Go. Through. Yeah, go away, Congo bee. Um, so, okay. So, you you have a – How old – So, when – How old was Ellie when you moved here?
1: Uh, she was, I guess, 13 we came.
0: Oh, so yeah, not long. And she's like 16 now, right? So... She's 16
1: now. So we've been here about three years. But how that happened it is... It feels like
0: so much longer. I don't know why. But yeah,
1: like, I know. You feel like I've known a... you for like, know, 20. I just I know. feel like I've died and been reborn <laughs> at least like eight times in my life. And what brought uh, you to
0: Costa Rica from Salt Spring Island?
1: To be honest, my intuition. Uh-huh. I felt something messed up going on on the planet. Uh-huh. Like with, Because I arrived here and five days later... The borders closed. Uh-huh. And I remember feeling oh, it was right before. Like, yeah, it was COVID. right before. And I just remember the strong wave being like, Go see your parents in Costa Rica. Because your now. parents
0: so your parents lived here. Yeah,
1: we lived here. We've been coming here for twenty five years. Oh. I the first time I was here in Tamarindo was when I was seventeen. Uh-huh. there had there was nothing there. There was no casino, none of the what's going on over there. I haven't been there in a while. There was time. no airport even in Liberia when I was first year many years ago
0: and so your parents have a land down here yeah and the, yeah the... we have
1: some properties on the on the coast business and, or a business and and personal mm-hmm. but we've been here for for a while uh but i wasn't living here full time so i felt this strong wave this intuitive message like go now and when i got here when the borders started closing and all this madness started happening i was like oh okay my vision board is finally coming true like and this is why i joked i got you teletransported. literally had a vision board Yeah, I had a vision board of one day moving to Costa Rica, but it was like, almost like forced, right? Because it was like, go now. And then I just left this whole life behind, like a house, car, all my things, three floors. Oh. Ellie's friends at Waldorf education, like everything. We just left, and I knew very quickly that I just needed to be here now. Costa Rica is a really special place. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is. The nature here is phenomenal. There's so many wilderness people here, survival skills. And I like that kind of living.
0: Yeah, I remember um, I had some friends who took tracker school with um, with John Brown, uh, Tom Brown Jr. He is, if you've never read this book, Tracker, it's a really amazing Mm. book. But he's a survival training Mm -hmm. expert, and he trains the U.S. Marines. And, amazing. Anyways, he has these tracker schools, and I remember hearing even before I moved here, a friend of mine told me that Costa Rica was, according to Tom Brown Jr., one of the most survivable places in the world based on mm-hmm. the climate, the food, the water, um,
1: everything. Yeah, so, it's all yeah. here. It's all here. But it takes uh, strength to live here, too. It's not totally. easy. And it takes a lot to adapt to. And, you know, we have our comforts in North America that the jungle just kind of eats everything here. So, yeah. you, just, you have to really, like, tune to learn in to adapt and, and in. you have to live the Pura Vida way, right? Well, fortunately,
0: we have uh, generations of indigenous people and generations of Costa Rican people who have you know figured most of it out and and yeah. then yeah and then the, and then the you know we're a new wave of immigrants bringing a different kind of knowledge and I, yeah. that's what I love about this area is like uh, it's such a an integration of all those things indigenous wisdom mm-hmm. uh, tico campesino wisdom mm-hmm. and um and I don't know what you would call like new age culture like yeah you know i i don't think we ever like in the us i find the new age movement to be kind of like boring and like kind yeah. of like just not grounded always
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i love that the but it, but it has a lot of great aspects all of the ideals of like you know alternative education and communication and like just the some of the some of the things that are being integrated yoga movement exercise dance like play those are some of the good things but then integrating that with like the campesino earth based And the indigenous earth-based culture here—it's it's it's kind of like that cool like uh, integration of it all.
1: It is. There's a lot of amazing people and characters here, and I mean that's why I love all my neighbors because everybody's (laughs) doing something like super epic on the planet right now. There's like all eyes on Costa Rica. That's why I can have this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) There's so many incredible people that live in this valley alone that are really making huge strides and contributions in our planet around some of the sustainable living, conscious living. Uh, Just taking self-accountability and building the life and dreams, right?
0: And I'll say Ellie, your daughter, is amazing. One of my favorite, like, of all the young people in the community. She's a, I I love her. She's, um, she's like, was for, I think she's kind of like, I I sense her kind of backing out a little bit, but she was like the baker in the community for a while. Like, if you needed a cake baked, you gave her the. She does
1: everything kids' camps, babysitting, you know, dog walking, cake. She's an entrepreneur. She's an (laughs)
0: entrepreneur. At like 14, she had like the baking, industry on lock in in, yeah. uh, in Echovia. So. Well, and
1: I think, I think and feel this is because I raised her privately and right. through these kind of programs that open her mind, her imagination, the arts. And now as a 16-year-old, she's able to handle some of that discipline and structure. Mm-hmm. She immersed herself into actually one of the local schools here that's, you know, private. But for Tico's, there's a few expats. But she learned the language fluent within Ooh. a year.
0: She's fluent.
1: She's fluent now. In right? one year, <laughs> it's a, it's incredible, and this and this goes to show that if you just give kids that freedom to play when they're younger, and focus on some of the more artistic, imaginative, barefoot running on the earth, that eventually they they have that self direction, and they're able to know their path and trust it, which is. I'm, pr- I'm really really proud. I'm really proud <laughs> of her to be. and myself because we really like. I really came from you know a not great situation was able to turn it around and I really just wanted to come on here to inspire people that if you're depressed if you're suffering no matter what you're going through there are tools and ways through it to be able to like really sit with yourself and feel that emotional signature that you're processing and like have it actually leave your cells and your body Mm -hmm. and have um, the vision to really create the life that you want it is possible And it it starts with community, I feel. Support and community.
0: Yeah, community is a a whole thing in and of itself. But it's like one thing you always get in community is to really see yourself. It's like being in a relationship. Yeah. But with like a lot of people. It's like, you know, those reflections. Because the more intimate you get with people. It's true. It's like they're going to show you. Like you become comfortable with them. And then they feel more comfortable to share. Like, you know what? Actually, this didn't really resonate with me, the way you, the way you reacted to that or exactly. the way you approached this or, or ideas. Maybe you want to try doing something like this or even just being inspired by, by other people. Yeah,
1: it's hard to hide here. You know, it really is because everybody's a strong mirror and it's like it's like a, almost like a social experiment,
0: especially those outspoken <laughs> ones like yeah. like you and me. Um, yeah, so, yeah. OK, so I do want to actually get take a moment and like sure. this is a good transition to talk about your book. Oh, yeah. Um, the sure. Wild Chakra Kids. That's
1: right. And I'll show you uh, uh, the front cover. Oh, right the you have brought, brought it, it, you. it here. I have okay. one Is copy. this like a
0: world uh, premiere like <laughs> of it? Has, have, you prom- have you been promoting it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, some Uh media is going to start picking it up in the U.S. It's actually launched in the U.S. a couple of weeks ago, only available right now in the U.S., but I'm really inspired by it because it focuses on the rainbow body of kids and kind of now sharing my history of what I went through. Mm -hmm. I went through a lot of shadow and darkness and was able to find kind of like the colors inside of myself. Am I perfect? No. Do I still have hard days? (laughs) Absolutely. Do I feel isolated sometimes or depressed? Yes, I'm human, but it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And now I have my tools and my people and I really wanted to kind of leave a legacy of a gift. I know it's just one coloring book right now, but I do want to build a whole brand out of it to kind of help give kids these tools and guides on how to overcome some of these layers and stages within themselves so that they can learn to be vibrant and empowered. This is
0: exciting. And it's not just coloring. Wow, it's so beautiful. Look at that.
1: So so there's the book, and uh, it's got 48 pages. You know, it goes into the energy field and how it all plays together together. How certain things lower your energy and some things make it higher. And really just drawing awareness and embodying exercises for About kids. About the different to, chakras. Yeah. How to express how yourself. How to be powerful. How how to to speak to be your in, truth.
0: Be in your heart. Like I, I love, see this What it says go? what does that say? Go... Go, Go wild, wild and, and play!
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is really dear to my heart. Look at this coloring exercise. Beyond your skin, hair, and eye color, who are you really inside? Draw that. And, Ooh, and I love that. I just want to show you one thing. Oh, he <laughs> wants to see it. Oh, thank you. Okay. So I just want to show you one thing because I've done some workshops here and there because I've been working on it for like six years, but look at this cute stuff some of the kids have been drawing. Like this one has an animal spirit that the kids drew but in this picture, he's sad. So this could be a great tool for parents, social workers, counselors, to really right. open up the conversation about what's going on inside mm-hmm. of you. Why is your you know, little friend here sad? Did something happen?
0: Totally. And this is why,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's, like, it's an important tool because we have this whole metaverse thing happening now and everybody's on electronics. And really I wanted to inspire kids and adults mm-hmm. and our own inner children to just kind of stay connected to nature and who uh-huh. you are and the colors inside of you, because it's terrifying what's happening on some, with all the AI. I mean, I, I believe in support and parts of it, but there needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. And living here, there's a balance. But right. what about all the kids and the epidemic with the mental health problems, the depression, right. the suicides? So you know, given my background, what I've been through, it's sure. like let's shake let's it out a, shake out a little bit. Let's shake that out. Leave a little something <laughs> behind that's gonna make the world a little brighter place. But what's I'll going show you on this in one. one. So this uh, little girl drew like crystal hands with her animal spirit Wait. and her protection bubble. She drew it upside down. Yeah, she drew it upside down. Okay. <laughs> but you know, here's her little protection and the crystal. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Little golden heart. What so is this, this like is a, like this is the part that excites me the most about this book. On top. Because I really want to <laughs> see what the kids end up drawing. because mm-hmm. It's such a cool conversation starter. So anyway, it's available now and uh, you can find it at wildchuckerkids.com and my Instagram handle is wildgoods.
0: Um, so in, at in Instagram at wild goods.
1: Yes. And my last name, last name is Karina Olszewski for those people oh. that are interested. It's a mouthful, but Olszewski. I love going by wild goods because it's just part of part of my essence and my whole mission.
0: Is it say wild goods or Olszewski on there?
1: It says wild goods.
0: Wild goods. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yes. And I actually, I, I remember a couple, a year or so ago, I actually a- edited that.
1: You came over. We had a tea. You I did an a editing couple, session. You, you caught a couple mistakes, yeah, which was which was great. People you're don't get, know but
0: I'm a grammatical. Uh, <laughs> I'm a am I'm a grammar like hardcore about grammar. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm not. Dream. I'm actually editing another book for a friend um, right now too. So it's something I like, kind of low key, enjoy doing, but yeah. it takes me a long time. But yes, yeah, yeah. Karina gave me a tea. That was our that was our trade. I went through the thing, and she made tea and made me lunch. Yeah. You made me lunch.
1: Yeah. Our yeah. conversations are always deep, though. We always feel like we do some sort of inner work together. <laughs> and then we go back out into the, into our little societies and <laughs> off we go.
0: And let's be honest. We trigger each other sometimes.
1: We do. But this is part of the work. Because in the triggers is if you get reactive, that means you're going into an unconscious spiral. But if you actually catch the trigger and do the inner work, and feel Mm -hmm. through it, and talk it through consciously and compassionately, then you choose to consciously respond, Mm -hmm. and that's when it integrates and shifts, and the growth happens. Radical
0: accountability, friends. Yes. So,
1: I mean, this is part of community living. You have to be really good at conflict resolution, because it comes up a lot. And um, it's Mm. a beautiful thing, but it's not easy, right? Yes. Because you have to be vulnerable and (laughs) transparent all the time, or people call you out on it. So... Well, I But always, that's where we grow.
0: Always appreciate that about you, Karina. Yeah. Um, let's see, is there anything else? What's next? What's what's the what's for the future? Let's do a quick touch on the future of Karina Wild So you've released your, your chakra kids book. Yes. That's gonna be releasing internationally, yeah.
1: Yes. And I'm gonna be focusing on growing the brand. I also do business developments, I help companies scale. And actually in the US I have some clients. And I'm going to be building in Alegría, a natural build, which I'm really excited about. Probably in the next year and a half it will be done. A
0: stone's throw from our farm.
1: I know, really, like 200 meters or Mm -hmm. something. So I'm really excited about that because I love all of our neighbors, like I said, and what everyone's up to. But really, I'm just looking forward to what's next and just being real with myself and honest. And um, when the waves come, ride them. When you fall, (laughs) just... Be there and feel it.
0: Sit for a second, get back up. Exactly. Go somewhere else. And I think this
1: is the one thing I want to mention because in North America, we have this kind of mental sickness that's pushed on us that you need to be productive all the time and do, do, do. And one of the things that I noticed when I actually got to Costa Rica is that my nervous system gave out. Like I I, I entered a state of more being here because I just needed to rest from all the chaos and craziness of the North America. Mm -hmm. So it's like finding the balance between being like really being your essence and slowing things down and and being still enough to self reflect and notice what is going on in my life. Is this how I want it to play out? Where can I bring more consciousness and awareness? Where can I shine that flashlight on it and transmute some of that darkness on our planet? And it takes um, great courage and and skill to do that. But in communities like this, it seems like more and more people are, are committed to that.
0: Definitely, and also like there's also this thing I find about the just about the culture and it has to do with nature too, because we're close we're on a twelve and twelve cycle here we're twelve mm-hmm. dark twelve light different like in the u s right now it doesn't get dark until like nine o'clock, yeah, it's dark at six o'clock every night here year round we oh, don't yeah. have those changing in the cycles and because of so because of that coast- the Costa Rican culture is kind of adapted to this very like it's, it's it's very almost like clockwork almost. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. tend to kind of get on a schedule. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say most people – I mean real campesinos oftentimes will wake up well before 5 o'clock, like 4 o'clock even. Oh, yeah. That's and, normal here. You know, but I generally – like I'm up by 6 o'clock almost every day. I'm in I'm, – it's dark at 6, so you eat your dinner at or around 6 o'clock. Some people do go to crazy and go to the city yeah, and yeah. stay up all night, but whatever. Ooh, but like, no, I, sometimes we do this. Sometimes <laughs> really? we do this. Yes, I'm missing we're, out. We're, you should come with well, us next time okay. we go to the city. I'm
1: usually in bed by 8.30. Exactly. It's like we all joke here because <laughs> 9 9 p.m. here is like midnight.
0: Jungle midnight, we call it.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. just in bed and you I wake up 10, early.
0: I call 10 jungle well, midnight. Well, I'm like but... more 8.30 by then. I'm just like
1: <laughs> done you know, right. with nature and, and having my circ- circadian rhythm yeah. in check. But it, it's beautiful living here. You've got the river here, the fresh fruit growing, the bare feet. But it's also nice to kind of mm-hmm. go into those other areas as needed. Yeah,
0: you're one of those – you are you're, you're a, you walk on both Yeah, I shape shift worlds, a little bit, so, for sure. Yeah, so we'll Depending get we, – Depending on where we'll, uh, the flashlight can... <laughs> is needed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I, it's been a really great conversation, Karina. I really yeah. appreciate you making the space to come up here and – And uh, she hiked up. I'm really, I always love, I always tell people, I'm like, it's a, you know, it's a 20-minute hike. It's not nothing. It actually, yeah. you'll, you'll be sweating by the time yeah. you get here. It's good. Though. But it's freaking so much healthier and like why do you need a car to drive up a bumpy yeah. road? It's so much nicer to walk.
1: Well, this is why I love what's happening in this valley here because there's like three or four communities and they're all connected by paths so it's becoming a village. Right. And it's almost setting the example around the world of what's possible. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what it's I love incredible. the most about this community. I would say that yeah. all the time. My inspiration, my, my introduction to community was Rainbow Gatherings, and the things nice. I loved the most about Rainbow Gatherings was that there's no cars, and you walk from each camp to other camp, and it's, Amazing. they're far away sometimes, but it's like, I was like, you know, I was a chubby kid, and I'm like, I was having, you know, in the U.S., I have to look for, I have to go to the gym to exercise. Here, you really can get that exercise just by being part of a community. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that.
1: It is. It's a really great place to be. And like I said, it takes a lot of work to get here. And once you're here, you got to be real with yourself. So the people who are listening, if you're considering this kind of lifestyle, just, you know, really get honest with yourself about, uh, if you do it, just commit a hundred percent or it's going to spit you out anyway, but just know that, that the people are here to help you. And it's going to be one of your biggest rides in life because it's like a skin shedding of the snake. It's just, there's so many layers and they just keep, and you're just like humbly melting and crying half the time and you want to quit so many times, but you don't and you just get getting stronger and stronger and stronger and making deeper Mm. and deeper friends along the way. So
0: yeah. Yeah. You've Mm -hmm. got the layer of like Mm -hmm. nature, the deep nature diversity that you may not be used to. You've got the, the, ecological kind of minded conscious eco-conscious community like international community people from like literally like you know hundreds of countries or i don't even know if there's on yeah like like many countries are in this valley like at least 50
1: yeah
0: um and then and then you've also got like the costa rican latin culture which Mm -hmm. is a whole another culture that you know many northerners are not really used to so it's like these kind yeah. of three really different lifestyle realities that and some, cultures coming together kind of you know it is it's a, it's it's a lot but it's it is has been like so rewarding for me too so
1: yeah and it, i mean like, all this stuff coming together just kind of to wrap it up i guess is like the the you really got to watch what's going on mentally and emotionally because there is a lot of layering that happens and respecting the tico culture here is a thing to learn everything happens slower you know, sometimes mistakes get made, people don't show up on time, but <laughs> when you come here all strung out from North America or right. Europe, it's like a thing, right? Like yeah. you talk about triggers and then eventually you kind of learn to just accept it and enter more of a flow state, which is really beautiful because somehow everything just kind of works out if you really surrender and let go and trust.
0: I used to, <laughs> ha- I used to have to smoke weed. Oh yeah. Like when I was here, it was just every time I would go to a tropical place, like same thing on Hawaii or Maui, like it's... It's such a slow – it's always a little bit slower. People are a little more in the moment. And as a northerner, I w- you're always kind of thinking about the future. You're making plans. I mean it's, na- it's nature. You're always thinking about, um, you know, where I, where's my next meal going to come from? If you're a northerner, if you're an indigenous northerner, you have to think about mm-hmm. how am I going to get through this winter? Yeah. Like you have to think about how am I going to store my food? Wood's a big thing? How am I going to get my wood? How, what am I going to eat all winter? Because there's no, there's no fruits on the trees in the middle of, yeah. you know, December or whatever mm-hmm. there. So, so it's a totally different culture. So yes, cannabis was my, was my medicine, oh, like bring me okay. back into thing, bring me back into present. But now I think after, after a certain amount of time being here, there's an integration and yeah. the trees itself also has a and major breathwork. healing effect.
1: Breathwork ends up being the the tool, like over any substances, the communities. communities like right. really consciously exactly. breathing, like in and exactly. out, like right, like you gotta <laughs> breathe through stuff here yeah. because if you distract for too long, again, there's those checkers that and accountability people that come along. <laughs>
0: I used to smoke lots of weed before I learned how to <laughs> well, breathe. But I'm glad you're a northerner,
1: because I know if we were in Game of Thrones, we'd both be northerners.
0: Aye, hey, the wall. Yeah. we go to the wall. We would. You're over the wall. You're over the wall.
1: I've been to some walls. I've been behind some walls, and I've broken down <laughs> <laughs> some walls, let me tell you. That.
0: The and. Berlin Wall, the Trump Wall, there's a lot of walls no going kidding. on. No kidding. A, lot okay. a lot of walls. Okay, well, there's so much more we can talk about. Yeah. This has been lovely, Karina. Keep thank your you. hearts open. Karina Wild Goods. Uh, wild. Uh, it's just at Wild. At, Goods. Yeah, at
1: Wild Goods. You can follow the story. Then. And
0: the book is Wild Chakra Kids. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. I'm so kiss to journey proud of you, body. Karina. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so, so beautiful.
1: Much. Yeah, you see the colors are coming through, connecting to the roots the of nature. Roots. Eat the colors. Feel your feelings, be vibrant, go be your best friend. And they
0: can buy this at <laughs> wildchakrakids.com?
1: Uh yes.
0: Yes. WildchakraKids.com. Maybe we'll put a link on the That'd on the uh, thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much, Karina.
1: You're welcome. Um thank I'm you.
0: Matthew Human. We're at Finca Vida Verde. This is La Vida Verde Podcast. Every Tuesday at noon we release a new episode on YouTube. If you're listening, you can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the podcast places. Um, but if you want to watch us and see this beautiful woman next to me, you've oh. got to go to YouTube, youtube.com slash La podcast at La Verde podcast. Um, we also have a Patreon. If you like this podcast and you want to support us, please consider giving a, uh, joining us and, uh, and patronizing us uh, It's uh, patreon.com slash La podcast. We're on Instagram at Finca CR. Um, and also on Facebook and all the things Think of Vida Verde on behalf of La Vida Verde Podcast and Karina Wildgoods. Thank, thank you, thank you, you so, much. so much. Have a beautiful day.